0: 11 to 9, 10 seconds to go. Ward with a pass tip, but handled by Johnson. Johnson is three-point territory, but guarded tightly. Johnson cuts left, now fires a three. It is good, and he's fouled! It counts, and he is fouled! Larry Johnson looking for the lead. The free throw is good! A four-point play by Larry Johnson. And the Knicks have defeated the Pacers in dramatic fashion.
1: Minus three
0: with Dave Damaschek. There you hear it. Audio evidence of the Knickerbockers playing in the NBA playoffs. If you haven't heard, they're back in the NBA playoffs this year. The NBA playoffs about to begin. The NHL playoffs, the puck has already dropped there, and so far they have been absolutely gangbusters. Major League Baseball just about now at the quarter pole, and of course we're looking ahead to pro football at all times. Hi and hello and welcome to Minus 3, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Tune in all season long for exclusive offers and odds boosts. FanDuel. More ways to win, and if you're putting a little something on it, you may as well go the extra mile. Help out your pals here at Minus3. FanDuel.com slash Minus3 is how you do it. It's the word minus, the number three. Bet along with us and follow along for all the fun at Minus3Pod. And speaking of fun, I know today is going to be a good show because we have from You Better You Bet, one of our favorite guys, Nick Costas, about to join us. Make sure you're listening to his great show there at Odyssey weekdays, 4 to 8 Eastern. Um, and in the meantime, Eddie Spaghetti, like I say, it's Tuesday at the time of this recording. We await the Islanders and Penguin skating. We saw a great uh, few games. Um, in the NHL a little more of what we expected after a wild weekend the the favorites seem to win uh, go three for three McKinnon looking dandy but uh, to the matter at hand as we keep our eyes on all things northeast and specifically the east division in the NHL the Bruins survive they force an overtime they win it there now 1-1 as things head off to Boston Um, In what's been a really rugged affair there, like I say, the Pittsburgh Penguins really need one. It is not properly a must win game because even if they lose, uh, point of fact, they will still have to go to Long Island and play the two games. So That's bad news for Islanders fans who think that this is a must win game Um, for the Penguins. Either way. Um, the Penguins now plus 138 to win that series. Uh, we'll stay with the Penguins on that one and assume that the superior talent will win out there over these next, uh, you know, six games or, or fewer there. How are you doing, Eddie Spaghetti? You ready to talk some New York City sports at a really a dandy time to be a New York City sports fan? huh? The Knickerbockers, exciting, right?
1: It's it's really uh, almost as good as it could be. Besides, uh, a Garrett Cole surprising loss to the Rangers. Yeah, but, right. outside, but, but outside of that, I mean, if yeah, right now the Knicks. I was looking at the tickets on stuff. If you had to guess a dollar amount of what it costs to get inside Madison Square Garden to watch the Knicks play the Atlanta Hawks, what do you think the tickets are going for now? Lowest lowest ticket price.
0: Um, I'm I am never not amazed when they tell me what a courtside seat costs at msg i am always like that can't be right for one game because of course you need two tickets at minimum you're not going to go by yourself probably
1: yeah yeah unless you're a diehard but yeah right
0: so so for what for like an average seat or the worst seat this is
1: the this is what they call the worst seat the cheapest the cheapest ticket for obviously what they deem the worst seat how much do you think uh it's it's the
0: worst seat in the house i'm gonna say a 100 bucks
1: no, it's uh. last I checked on suburb. It's a thousand five dollars to get inside MSG for the game.
0: Sweet Jesus. I went low, obviously, to to help your point. But I did not. I really did not expect the worst seat in the house is a thousand bucks.
1: It's clearly insane. And obviously, like with resale and obviously COVID and that's that and the other, but. It just shows you the power of the Knicks getting back in the playoffs. They're they're playing the Hawks team, but by the way, they've beaten three times this year. It's a great great matchup for them. The diehards are really they're jacked up, and there's I guess a, a buzz going around, and people just love you know tips. He was part of the Knicks the heyday back in the '90s, and now you have a superstar, emerging superstar, Randall, a good defensive team, and everyone's rallying around them, and they're willing to pay you know four figures to get inside the building to to see them to play. So it's 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 really fun times.
0: Well, I know there's a lot of optimism, it feels like, surrounding that team, and I guess the Metropolitans are a nice story so far, like I say, about uh, 40 games through here. Um, What we talked about with Nick, and we'll play it for you, but I wanted to get your thoughts, Spaghetti, quickly in advance and plant the seed for you and, uh, and with the listener. Since we focus on... The Northeast, and then that means the AFC East and the NFC East, the AFC North, and then the East Division in the NHL and the Eastern Conference in the NBA and, um, and you know, uh, the Pirates notwithstanding, the AL East and then the NL East. If we combine all those things and then the local college teams, uh, we stumbled into something called the weather report um, and not weather like uh, weather outside, but, you know, weather or not. who. Who has the brightest – whose forecast is brightest over the next five years as a sports town? Who do you think wins the most titles out of the sports towns that we're talking about?
1: Over the next five years is interesting. So I think as we're discussing this, I was kind of in my brain making like tears. So I think right now – the teams in that group that could win a a title that I would not be shocked and almost expected. You got to throw the Yankees in there. They're in tier one. I think the Philadelphia 76ers are in tier one. And I think I would put the bills and I would put the Ravens for NFL in that top tier of those are teams that I think they could win one very, very soon, very easily. Uh, I think, I would maybe
0: well, better do it. I I don't I can't I, I sincerely cannot tell if Philadelphia sports fans are being ironic or if they mean it when they say, hey, look, the process obviously worked. Or what
1: what are they saying? Are they being sarcastic when they say that? I mean, the process – I mean, he, how hanky was fired years ago the process. I mean, it's, if it's still going, great. I guess this is part of the process, but I feel like that was literally like five, seven years ago, whatever. To but. do
0: what they did, it would have to yield – I mean, at worst, obviously, they have to have a title by now. And I really am down on their chances of winning a title this year, as good as they are. I'm not saying they're not in the mix, but ultimately – in for, forget about whoever survives in the West I don't think that they would beat the Bucks at the head and I don't think that they would beat the Nets if the the big three for the Nets are ready to roll there so right out of the gate if they don't win a title this year how much further I, I, I but then again like I say for all I know Philadelphia fans are being sarcastic when they say the process worked you didn't even they haven't gone to the finals and that would count as a success anyway continue
1: yeah, so just going through each one and, and you know if you go by New York, New York is interesting because you do the Mets are a good story and they, they could be a good if within five years they could be, you know, in a title run. I think the Islanders are obviously in the playoffs right now. They are a team that could hang around. I do think weirdly the NH like with the with the Bruins, the Bruins will hang around as well. The the Penguins Capitals, like those teams are they have a weird mix of aging guys but some good young talent, but I don't think any really compare to what the Rangers have. But I, I agree know. with that.
0: I agree with that. I'm down. uh, Flyers have shown that they did not fix goaltender, which has been a 50-year playing on them. So you can't be too excited about them. I'm with you, man. The Rangers have probably the brightest future in the entire division. I don't think the Islanders really do. They're not going to win a Stanley Cup this year.
1: No, but uh, they're well coached and they're in the playoffs now. So I, I'm trying to think of who could get hot and within the next five years. But if you add, you know, pieces all together, New York right now, the Jets and Giants both trending upwards. So you would do have a lot of you have a lot more options in New York. So I think all those teams. There's no real team. In New York, that would I would call trending downwards. I is think there all any?
0: Them... Is there any of our cities that is as much as um, uh, titles in the next five years that would be um that, that the over would be more than one and a half? I think I'm the, the think Yankees.
1: Of... I think it's the Yankees. I think in the next five years, I think the Yankees could win the too. City,
0: I'm saying the city total is, uh, uh, is greater think, than one and a
1: half. I think it's New York because of the Yankees. I think – and and if the Rangers within five years get one, I just think the Yankees have been on the cusp for quite some time now. And goal is uh, – Garrett Cole is pitching as well as he ever pitched in his career. I think now is the time the – I can see the Yankees winning two within the next five years. I think that would be my pick. I think them alone could put the, the, the city over the one-and-a-half wins uh, mark.
0: I think this is a fun subject. Drop us a line uh, using the hashtag weather report, weather forecast. What's what's better? Weather forecast, right? Weather like that's but- but spelled like whether or not. You get what I'm saying. I, I, I'm i more impressed by uh, how clever my word play is that than you are, clearly. <laughs> but um, anyhow, uh, drop us a line on that. And in the meantime, like we say, the NBA playoffs have at long last arrived. We'll give you our picks uh, upcoming for the Wiz and Celts and uh, the Knickerbockers and Hawks and otherwise. Um, and uh, you, you are about to be, as you know, in hoops heaven, betting all the action... At FanDuel Sportsbook, so many exciting matchups, and FanDuel is taking the excitement to another level because new and existing users, all customers, in other words, can bet risk-free throughout the playoffs. Once you have a FanDuel Sportsbook account, you can bet one same-game parlay risk-free every week. That means you can combine multiple bets for an even bigger win. And if you don't win, you'll get up to $10 back, I mean, I really enjoy using the app. It's easy to use. You get your payments back within uh, less than 24 hours. And I really enjoy the same game parlay. Eddie Spaghetti, let's keep it focused here on the Knickerbockers here. Give it a shot here. Same game parlay. New users can still get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. Just do make sure you're using that promo code minus three again, minus the word minus the number three. Give me a same game parlay from game one of the Knickerbockers and the Hawks spaghettes
1: Well, yeah, like I said before, I kind of stole my thunder already, but I think the, the Knicks are definitely going to win this game. They've kind of had the Hawks number this whole series. I think there's a couple of things to look at. Uh, they're going to rely heavily on the Knicks that is on Julius Randle, obviously, to score points. He is their best player. I think, reversely, when you look at the Hawks, they're going to rely on their best player, which is Trey Young. But I will say the Knicks, you know, preaching defense under Tibbs and the Knicks do have some pretty good perimeter defenders. Trey Young likes to shoot the ball. My guy, French Frank, will guard him on the perimeter a lot. They'll switch him in and out. Uh, I kind of like the Trey Young under uh in in this first uh this first game and I like Julius Randall have a monster game in this first one so I like his points over and when you get those lines out but uh, you know the Knicks are gonna the Knicks are giving two it's a it's a, a single basket I mean and especially when you're, you're three and over the team in a season they're gonna be juiced up they're gonna be home like they're, they're gonna feel the energy I think the Knicks are gonna really really impress this year in game one and they're gonna blow the Hawks out
0: well I wish you nothing but the best there just make sure you're doing it at fanduel.com slash Minus three, today we are chopping it up. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. All right, you know what? Never too far from our mind is uh, the game of pro football. We're going to get into all of it here, maybe even a little baseball for you, with our guy, one of our very favorites uh, in the business, a, a great fella to listen to. Make sure you're checking out. You better you bet weekdays, 4 to 8 Eastern, at Odyssey, and he is the founding father, as you know, of Wager Tame, and it's our pal Nick Costas. What's happening, Pally?
2: Sheck, what's going on, man? Great to be
0: on with you here. And for the people
2: that are unfamiliar with the show, please excuse the terrible name of our program. I promise the show itself is great. But yes, uh, the name You Better You Bet, not one of my favorites, but the show itself is fantastic. And always, always great to be on with you here on Minus 3. What's going on, brother?
0: What? Whoa, 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 what do you? It's, this is not the way you shill. For your own product, there, Nick. Now, so, oh, so wait, you don't like the name of the show? What do I want? Oh, let's uh, fix it's, it now. Let's, let's, no, uh, there's, nothing to, be, there's nothing to do
2: about it. It's been a running bit on the show for a long time. When I signed my contract with Odyssey when they were still Entercom in 2019, I remember I was literally, that this sounds like I'm making this up and I'm dramatizing it, but I'm not. I get handed the contract and I'm about to sign it. And the president of the company is like, by the way, we're going to call the show You Better, You Bet.'" And in that moment, I'm thinking it's like it's like the Seinfeld episode when George is like, should I tell the girl now that I'm the, that I'm not a marine biologist after I've extracted the golf ball from the uh, from the well hole? And in that moment, I'm thinking, is now the time to voice my displeasure with the show name? And I said, you know what? No. And I signed the contract. And away we are. So, yes, that's a little tongue in cheek reference there. We talk about that on the show as like a running like comedy bit that we do. Um, but the show is great. Four hours every day lots of games power hour all that good stuff uh but yes great to be out well with
0: you know i i have long been a october is the best sports month but you know we are in a sweet little window here um because thanks to the nfl making itself relevant every month pretty much on the uh on the sports calendar we have kind of all four major sports going right now and i suspect In New York City, all is being consumed. I know the Metropolitans are hanging on to first there. The Yanks, mostly good over the last three weeks or so. The blue shirts, the future is bright. The present is murky and very strange what just happened there in MSG. The Islanders trying to vanquish the Penguins. But I suspect the Knickerbockers are getting all the heat right now. How say you?
2: Oh, there's there's no question about it. And look like football's my favorite sport and always has been since I've been a kid. But I have to be honest about New York. New York's a baseball town. So even with kind of the Knicks being where they're at and when the Knicks are good, they dominate New York City. There's no doubt about it. People love to talk Yankees and Mets on a daily basis. And look, both of the teams are good. Both of the teams are relevant, obviously, right now. Um, so they command like a lot of the attention. But there's nothing like New York City when when the Knicks are good. And, you know, I've been to Manhattan a number of times in the last month, not on weekdays, but on the weekends. And the energy in the city, and I'm not going to BS and say like it's where it was pre-COVID levels, but it's getting there. So the energy in the city is returning. And uh, we're doing this on Tuesday and on Wednesday, tomorrow, as we record this, the mask mandate gets dropped if you're vaccinated and the city's basically going to be close to reopened. So we kind of await to see what the capacity is going to be like at the Garden for these games. I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be an absolute madhouse at the Garden. It's going to be great. I think the city is going to be alive on the days where the Knicks are playing. So, you know, after many years in the sports wilderness here in New York City, where all our teams have basically sucked for for a long time and you no, know, the Yankees have been good, but. With the Yankees, it's championship for bust, and that's kind of the way it is, whether you like it or don't like it. I think now we're entering kind of a really fun period where there's optimism basically across the board, even with our two professional football teams. And that has not been the case recently.
0: Boy, man, uh, that's exactly right. I'm kind of trying to take the temperature here. We should do a thing. Eddie Spaghetti, say hello to our friend here, Nick. You know, uh, he's one of uh, one of your pals. He supports, the, I think, the identical teams that you do, right? You guys are both Yanks, Giants, Correct. Rangers, and Knickerbockers, right? That's exactly right.
1: That is it, yes.
0: How's, how, by the way, temperature check on this, Nick. How have the Nets emerged then into the hearts, minds, and guts of of uh, everybody over there right now? I,
2: I still don't think people really care. And it's funny that people get, like, upset about this when it's like, oh, like, why, why don't the Nets get more attention? Like, you're hating on the Nets. It's like, no one's hating on the Nets the Nets have been irrelevant for most of I'm I turned 38 in a couple of weeks. The Nets have never really been relevant to my life. Even the couple of years when they went to the finals with Jason Kidd and Keith Van Horn, Kerry Kittle's, Richard Jefferson and company, no one really cared. Like those finals didn't rate. Like even though they played the Lakers in one of the finals, like no one cared about that Nets team. Um, especially not here in New York. So look, maybe things will change if and when the Nets win an NBA championship this year. They're the favorite. They deserve to be the favorite. If all three guys are healthy, I I kind of don't see how they don't win a championship, honestly. So You know, in a couple months, you know, by the way, NBA finals taking place July 8th to July 22nd. For people that don't know, that's going to screw up a lot of people's vacation times in our industry, what we do for a living. But I digress. Um, Oh, you're right. That's kind
0: of the last time to get right before football season really heats up.
2: That's exactly right. So I'm taking time at the end of June into the start of the NBA finals to try and try and relax a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think if and when the Nets win a championship, it may make it a little different. But New York is a Knicks town, and I don't think, though, and I may be, you know, overstating this, but you know, I kind of feel like the fiber of New Yorkers is not to kind of like. Jump ship on on the team, like so. If the if the Nets win, I don't think you're going to see Knicks fans kind of bailing to go to Barclays Center to watch the Nets here. Nets are a group of mercenaries, and I'm not insulting them. They won a championship. God bless. I wish I, it were my team, but I, I don't know, think they'll but ever you be. You guys,
0: there. but it's funny because I'm uh, you know New Yorkers have a certain vibe to it, and I'm conflicted about this super team kind of thing. I, I was about to make a joke like you're not uh, you're not the Florida Marlins just bringing in mercenaries, but then you kind of are. That's what the Yankees are. I'm a pittsburgh pirates fan i know all too well about you guys living on the backs of our former pitchers except when we win we don't money. sell
2: everybody like the marlins did we keep our players after we win that that would be the difference i would say
0: okay so even though the the uh nets are clearly the superior team if healthy and have probably a brighter short-term future over these next two months at least you're saying it is almost entirely knickerbockers yeah. um there is there is no recent surge here for uh, for the newfangled brooklyn nets
2: i don't i grew okay. up here i don't have one like friend that i would say is like a real well i mean i have like associates like work associates that are nets fans not one of my friends is a nets fan and and like i grew up here like i don't know anyone that's a nets fan like it's a huge nets fan
0: well let's go there i'm with you what you said a couple minutes ago if all three are in there and healthy. I do think that as murky as the as the East feels, as you look at it, the asterisk you have to put on it is that if that trio is right, I don't this isn't a super team in line with the Heat a decade ago or the Celtics big three. This is a juiced up version of a big three. Uh, These these are three of the 25 greatest scorers in NBA history. And I don't think that's hyperbole and whatever deficiencies they have. Otherwise are overcome by like, we're just going to outscore you. Right. I mean, is it, is it that straightforward? The Sixers, as good as they are, Giannis and company, they feel ripe and ready to, to do something. It's exciting what's happening in MSG, but it's gotta be the nets, right? I mean, go ahead. I I would say
2: that there's three teams that you can actually like consider to be real contenders to come out of the East. And unfortunately my beloved New York Knicks are not one of them. The Knicks are playing with house money. It doesn't even make a difference. Like I'd like to beat Atlanta in the first round and then whatever happens, happens like, that's what that's the sweet
0: but that's the sweet spot as a fan on some level. This is an exciting time, right? That, you're where exactly you're not right. so, you weren't supposed to be here like you say. House money. You you are you are liberated from the pressure of that you're supposed to do anything right now. This is an exciting time.
2: Now get- I will say I will say if it were the heat in the first rounds then we'd be talking odds the city because I hate that team. That would be like stomach turning. Absolutely have to win this series. Now, look, I want them to beat Atlanta. I think they should beat Atlanta. If they lose to Atlanta, it's disappointing, but it's a great season almost no matter what. So I totally agree with you being in the sweet spot there. We can eliminate every other team in the East You know, once we get past Seriously. the top
0: three series odds about as even as you can possibly get between the Hawks and the Knickerbockers. Nick, how say you, how's this one going to work out?
2: I think the Knicks win in seven, but I wouldn't be shocked if Atlanta won. I think it's properly lined. I think it's really close to even. I think what's interesting here is the line that we're going to see for game one, when like the, when these, and maybe this is open this morning. It hadn't last yesterday when we were checking. Um, I know that my co-host Ken Barkley goes on Twitter as Lockie Lockerson who mathematically models games and his stuff is really sound, but basically across the board, I think he, ha- he made Atlanta a slight favorite. So we may end up seeing money come towards Atlanta Cause I think like professional betting is typically in line with what his projections are. So maybe we see Atlanta as a small favorite here. Maybe Atlanta wins game one, Knicks come back win game two, when we have a zigzag leading up to a, a do or die game seven. So I do like the Knicks in the series, but it's not something I could advocate like a massive bet on. I think the Knicks are like slightly more likely to win. And I think that's kind of what the series price tells you. Um, but Knicks, no chance, obviously, of making the finals. Atlanta, no chance. None of the other. Miami, no chance. I think Milwaukee's actually going to smash them. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to talk themselves into the heat after what we saw in the bubble. I don't see that happening this year. So that leaves us with the top three teams, right? Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. Let's go uh, ahead. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go, by the way, with the play-in game on Tuesday night. tub uh, to the Celtics because I'm taking the whiz plus two right now. Um, I know... The, you know, not 100% Beal, but that's got to be better than no Jalen Brown and the way the Celtics have played uh, in the run up to the play. It, it, it does matter how you're playing on your way into the playoffs. The Celtics have been lousy. The Whiz have heated up there. Eddie Spaghetti. How will say you, though, on this Knickerbocker series first before we get uh, playing game picks.
1: I'm, I'm kind of with exactly what Nick said. If the Knicks win, it's great. It's going to feel awesome. If the Knicks lose, you're like, all right, well, first year under Tibbs, you know, Julius Randle kind of came out of nowhere. And it was like this monster player. So you can't be too upset. Like there is like a floor of how upset you could be. But if they do win, then what's going to happen is like, OK, maybe this team could surprise them they are a good defensive team i don't think they have the star power i'm totally with again i'm totally with nick on this i don't think they have what it takes to really get to the next level with those other top three east teams but philly will
2: smash us if we get yeah it. like yeah
1: no 100 percent. and uh, i'm just it's just fun to see and it's fun to see progression you're one of the team that we've been you've had so many coaches lately and so many failed contracts and so many bad draft picks and so many traded draft picks um now we have a, a roster where you actually kind of believe and you have some young st- talent and an emerging superstar in So really anything they do here is just all gravy.
0: I uh, yeah, we've talked about a cousin Sal and I and extra points earlier in the week. And it's a recurring point is the NBA playoffs and teams are it's got a progressive nature to it. It, it, There's a, a logic to it. You get in one year, then the next year you make a deeper run in your conference and then If you're peaking, you make a finals run there. It's different than the other sports where teams rise up out of nowhere one season and then crash back the following season. I think he can probably, as Nick hints at there, take the the higher seeds and um, the odds aren't great on doing it. The value's not great, but at least you're going to win that. There are very few upsets in the first round compared to the other um, major sports, like I say. Um, I'm curious, Nick, as we talk about this. I would like to do a weather report, you know, maybe we don't spell it weather as in like the weather outside, but weather, whether this team's going to win a title or not, or whether this sports town's going to win a town or not. And then we focus on the Northeast region of sports America. So pretend I'm Al Roker standing up at a big map, but it's just focused on the Northeast, which sports town up there, whose weather um, projects to be the most pleasant, I don't know. Over the next two years, we have to keep free agency in mind here. So um, let's keep the window relatively short. Let's say five years. Which town wins the most titles? Eddie Spaghetti, I want your answer, too. Obviously, Buffalo is behind the eight ball compared to New York City. You you know, New York City has, uh, what, three times as many teams? Let's say, yeah, okay, let's do it that way. New York City, Buffalo, Philadelphia, Baltimore, D.C., Pittsburgh, boston whose whose future is brightest and bleakest out of our sports towns there nick i start with you
2: i i think new york's is the brightest um and i don't think i don't think that's that's really like a home earth line you know um we'll start with football right i think the giants have a chance to be really good this year but let's say they're not let's say the giants are bad this year you know they're armed with two first round picks next year theirs and the chicago bears And if they're bad this year, I'm guessing that would mean Dave Gettleman's ouster, unless he's like Supreme Court Justice Gettleman and has the job until he dies. Um, So the next GM will have an opportunity to go get a new quarterback next year if Jones falls on his face. And I think, and I think you guys would agree here, that The Giants roster is good enough outside of the quarterback where if the quarterback's good, the team's going to win. So I think a rookie quarterback would step into a really good spot next year. So it's either like rookie quarterback with good roster next year or Jones is the guy. Either way, I think you're moving in the right direction with the Giants. Oh,
0: I think you're limiting your options. Uh, a recurring theme again on this show is QB saturation and the pipeline that the college football provides every spring. Now, but beyond that, big name guys. I don't know if you heard Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston, some of the big names moving around, being speculated about. Don't put Ben in that.
2: Don't put Don't put Ben in that category. He Ben's washed, man. Ben doesn't belong in that category. Sorry, buddy. Hall of Famer, wow. but not good anymore.
0: I, I know you're raw about you know his classmates from Act Four there and and where I they don't are. Care, now.
2: man. Ben's better than Eli. It's okay. I don't care. Eli's. Listen, we got we got the same number of rings. Your quarterback is washed and should retire. Mine is retired already.
0: Is, I mean we can talk about that, but I want to talk if we have time. We can go back to to that, that outrageous assault, unsolicited. Yeah, you're right. Dude. He's great. Yeah, he's also
2: can't doesn't hold on to the ball, can't, can't throw it down mean. the
0: field. He's great. Yeah, he's like, awesome. I ain't asking you to weigh in. I'm talking about the Giants. How about okay. Listen, this? We'll this about is music teamwork. to my
1: ears. I just got to say that is music. Why, why is it, about, What's it please you? What's it got anything and, to You know what's crazy? He's like, <laughs> oh, you're just salty
2: about Eli. Bro, I'll put on Super Bowl 42 and 46 the DVDs. I'm good, man. I'm good on Eli and Ben. It's all gravy.
0: I mean, the, the, I get it. But okay, I, I, we're not here to talk about the Steelers. I want to hear about okay. the Giants win total you can get it for over 7 at minus 120 right now and um the jets projecting a little less right now uh, over 6 is minus 115 are you so optimistic about the short term future of both those football teams that you'll say both teams go over how say you
2: i don't know about the jets just be- and i do think like there's cause for optimism obviously with the jets i think they're clearly though maybe in a different division i'd feel differently but that they're clearly the worst team in that division. And I think the, the Patriot Dolphin conversation, I think, is a really interesting one as to who's the second best team behind Buffalo, but they're clearly the worst team in that division, so I don't I wouldn't make a play on the Jets on the over. Giants over seven in a 17 game season. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm going over on the Giants. And like- I know,
0: but you're playing off of what you know. Obviously, we're speculating about a rookie quarterback, especially one from BYU, who nobody was really aware of or felt uh, optimistic about at this level. Obviously, number two overall pick um, dropped into the fire with the Jets and everything else. Man, I I can make a case that that roster, if Zach Wilson is good, and it's not insane. People are like, wow, he's a rookie QB people pay attention to the to the last 20 years of football right it's not wouldn't be insane for a rookie quarterback to have a productive year and take a a, a good roster um an, started an, an, with
2: matt ryan and flacco right And in, the, in their year was the first time where it was like oh my god like it's happening like with multiple people and i, I agree know, with you man the roster is refused good people
0: refuse to accept this people refuse to to embrace like what has happened in the last 20 well as though it's 1982 and you have yeah. to learn at the yeah. knee of of the savvy vet for the first three years before you can start taking snaps you understand patrick mahomes is the exception to the rule. And so is Aaron Rodgers. Both those worked out. But most rookie QBs play sooner rather than later. And yep. if he's good, if Joe Douglas, who is a good evaluator of talent, obviously, if he hits on this pick, then I think, I I don't think it's great. We don't know what the Patriots exactly are going to be. I suspect that Cam Newton, I mean, I, I don't think Mac Jones is, uh, for all I just said about the rookie QB and a first round draft pick, I think that they're going to give Cam Newton every chance this season. I agree to make that work as structured with the free agents that they brought in and everything else. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, because that we, we've debated it already here on the show. That win total of six is a little low for a team that I think has a bright future, but perhaps you're right in a division. I, I don't disagree two.
2: with you. I don't disagree with what you just said. And look, maybe I need to think more about that because I like the roster. And here's the thing, right? If, if, does Tua suck? Like we don't, we kind of don't know that like Tua might be bad. If Tua is bad, the Jets could be better than the Dolphins. Um, And I think week one will kind of provide an interesting answer there with Miami and new England, but yeah, we digress.
0: Well, you know, we don't digress or in fact, if we do, let's, let's do that right now. Let's get deep in the weeds. Let's go in the deep future here. You got the jet, which you have to put, you have to put one of your 10, digits on on your two hands you have to put one of them on the line for this and you only get to pick one or the other jets plus four at carolina week one giants giving one to denver of course the wild card there is by september aaron Rodgers could be under center for the broncos and then that that uh one looks ridiculous
2: yeah um I guess I'll take the Giants. Uh, I kind of lean towards Carolina in that game. I think Carolina is going to be able to score some points in the Sam Darnold revenge game. I'm I'm a little bullish on Carolina this year. It actually worries me. A little I kind of am too. Yeah, like I've we've had this debate on the show with with a couple of people here, and it's like okay, I don't think anyone's really on New Orleans in the NFC South. Tampa's obviously the class, and then it's like okay, Atlanta or Carolina, and and I kind of I kind of like Carolina. I, I like Matt Rule. I like Joe Brady. Um, I think they're going to score some points this year. So I guess I would lean more towards the Giants. Um, it really, this is such a stupid cop-out answer, and I apologize for it, but it's true. Like, if Daniel Jones is good, the Giants are going to win like 10 or 11 games. And if he's not, they're going to win like seven games. I, I, I'm kind of optimistic here. Um, I think the line's a little nuts that Denver's favorite. I think the Giants probably should be a slight favorite in the game, not like minus three. Nice little tie-in there maybe like minus one. Um, but as of right now, you know what you do? You tease the Giants with a lot of great teaser options right now on the board for week one, but I guess I feel more confident in the Giants at home against, you know, Teddy, Teddy Checkdown or drew lock.
0: Well, I mean, the answer with Danny dimes is it's clear. He is not a driver of the vehicle who is going to overcome warts uh, on the roster. Otherwise, I mean, he's, he is the classic 21st century NFL QB who must be kept clean And if you do, then he has a decent chance of succeeding. I think they've now given him enough weapons. They got to catch a break finally with Saquon's health. And um, and then I don't think things are necessary, but I do like Washington as constituted a little better than the Giants. I think that the Giants are a little more volatile in, in what their floor and ceiling is, but I, you know, ultimately, the more I think about it, I, I think the Cowboys are going to do what the Brooklyn Nets are going to do in these NBA playoffs and just be able to outscore everybody.
2: Oh, man. I don't know. I think that defense is going to be really, really, really bad again. And like I hated the Micah Parsons pick. It's like how many how and many yeah. top 30 picks are you going to spend on off ball linebackers? It's like incredibly stupid. And like Jerry got completely outsmarted in the draft um, to not walk away with other Horners or 10 um, in the first round is like unforgivable. Um, yeah, I'm not. And I think Mike McCarthy, you know, I
0: like I like I, I can't help it. I like uh, again, we talk about that a lot, too, is the, the notion in in the way defenses are constructed. Now, give me guys that turn the ball over Guy, dynamic playmakers on defense that give you give you a chance of giving the offense back the ball one extra time in within the 60 minutes there. And, and that's what Micah Parsons see that. That's what he does to me. And also Dan Quinn. Figures to tune up that defense a little bit as well.
2: I mean, so that it's not just Dan Quinn. Who's Dan? Who's Dan Quinn? Belichick. I mean, like, I I mean, he's better than Mike Nolan because, like, you'd be better than Mike Nolan, but you know, like, I I don't know. I I think McCarthy doesn't know what he's doing either. I think the game's kind of passed him by. He was brutal last year. It's an interesting division. It's an interesting division. I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas, Washington, or the Giants ended up winning the division.
0: Eddie Spaghetti, I don't want to take up Nick's time uh, with other cities' candidacy in my in my uh, um, you know crudely put together weather report here. My weather forecast, I like that weather. You know, not like the outdoor weather. The weather forecast, you can use that, Nick, if you want. to. I mean, I don't want to oversell it. If you don't like it, you don't have to. I do know, like it. It's a it's a cl- it's, it's clever. I, I'm trying to think here. Everybody in Pittsburgh has decided that the everything's bleak there. So I won't try to throw them out. Well, Philadelphia. Right. I don't like the Jalen hurts thing. So that's, that diminishes what they're going to do. I think. The should 16- we play rock?
2: Should we play rock, paper, scissors or. Why? Why?
0: Oh, that's a, yeah. I, I do like the rock, paper, scissors. Uh, what do you throw first, Nick? Um, I have an,
2: I have an interesting rock, paper, scissors strategy. I yeah. only throw two of the
0: three do
2: and you? I, I, okay. I only throw and I throw scissors a lot more often.
0: That's which funny. I feel Like, Yeah. I think guys. I, I I think that guys are more inclined to throw rock. Absolutely. I think guys will typically throw. Well, so then, what do you throw on scissors for?
2: Okay, so let's say we're doing like best of seven. You throw a rock, okay. I throw a scissors, right? Next, next up, you're probably going to throw paper because you think I'm going to throw a rock and then I throw scissors again.
0: And then now it's one one. Here we go. Best of three. But I got to see it. I got to see it on the screen. I've literally
2: I've literally told you what's going to happen. So I don't think that's
0: exactly right. That's 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 what's happening in the NHL playoffs right now. There is no mystery. We know each other. It's like round three in January (laughs) in the NFL. Like there's no (laughs) secret. Can we impose our will on them or vice versa? That's what it's all about. Let's go, Nick. New York v. Pittsburgh. Here we go. All right, ready? All put right. My hat. Ready. In okay, honor ready? of Pittsburgh. Here we go.
2: Okay. Wait, um, wait, what?
0: We go ah Do you go rock, paper, scissors, shoot? No. No, rock, paper, scissors says shoot. I don't know how
2: you heretics do it in Pittsburgh, but in the capital of the free world we do rock. I know paper, that scissors, New York thinks
0: shoot. that it gets to decide every rule. I, it, uh, You know, how do you people live with yourselves that you think that things don't matter? You
2: know, Dave, I got to tell you, we're pretty miserable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know what? You've been a ray of sunshine today with forecasting New York future. And I happen to like it as a matter. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? All right. Ready? Yeah. I do like, right. I, I hate to say it with Eddie Spaghetti listening, but I do like the the uh, long-term future of the Rangers. So I don't know that there's any franchise that is not in the playoffs in its sport in the that, that is, has such a bright future as those Rangers do. Well, All the right. problem
2: is, is Dolan. If Dolan's going to be meddling in it, then, then it's then it's going to be really
0: problematic. I know. Well, he fixed the Knickerbockers, as you can see, and so now he's on to, to fix it. Yes, the, on to, well, what, what can I
2: ruin team. now? The opposite King Midas. All right, here we go. Ready? Okay, ready? ready? Yep.
0: No. Wait, wait, wait. Now What? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot.
1: No, no. You, it says shoot.
0: Scissor says shoot. Shoot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors says shoot. I, You you just threw it. I, I mean, why would you throw the scissors? I told you I was going to throw a rock. What the hell?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I told you I always throw scissors. But it It's
0: yeah. the
2: element of surprise.
0: I See, I'm not surprised. I got in your head like Belichick gets in his in his foes. You th- Like I told you, what we're going to do, we're going to keep it simple. We're just going to do our job. You got into some high math there.
1: No, I did my job. Here we go. Ready? Yeah, here we go.
0: Yeah. Yep. Rock. Spaghetti, who are you betting on here?
1: Well, uh, like Nick giving the out his – Nick. Nick giving what he throws, I, just told I think, you you changes. Well, I did too. Okay, here you, we go. Ready? You both are going to go off course in this one. Rock. Paper. Scissor says, shoot.
0: I did it again. I beat him. There you
2: go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's not how it works, though. Like, we, we play the game without you knowing what I'm throwing, and I win. What? Yes,
0: that- and I told you exactly how it how it would happen. I mean, Eddie Spaghetti and Nick, please, you're, you're representatives of New York City. This is disgraceful. I just beat you, and now you're saying, like, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I, told you what,
2: I told you what was happening. I told you how the game was gonna go. It was uh, But I don't we don't just we played
0: it. and I won. What that okay. wasn't that wasn't hypothetical. That actually just happened. all right, listen. Well, congratulations. Damachek. A uh two-nothing victory and a best of three there. Um, all right, I'm sorry. We got sidetracked here. You are uh, talking about
2: actually. the the Philly.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you quickly, because I don't want to hold you up. I know you got a lot to do here. I, I, we've got to figure out this uh, power rankings, though, of, uh, of our various cities here, who has the brightest future. I do, though, because you've always been very nice about supporting our what-if stuff with uh, pro football. We've gone back and forth about it, and our mutual pal Chris Andrews out there in Vegas has uh, been nice enough to set a line. One of the uh, famed bookmakers out there for uh, a long stretch now um, set the line. I have long said that on the drive that elway makes the drive there in cleveland and he sends the broncos rich Carlos's kick goes over the crossbar it should not it would have hit if you extend the uprights rich Carlos barefoot in cleveland there in 1986 that ball would have hit the upright this then extends the game let's say the browns win it the better team obviously they had home field and that indicates they were better than the broncos I think in the glorious year where the uh, Super Bowl twenty one, where you and the Gents fans finally get to celebrate on the back of Phil Sims um and company, I think that the Browns give you a much tougher game there. Bernie Kosar v Phil Sims. Chris Andrews has set the line at Gents minus seven in that one. You make a pretty powerful case that LT and company vanquish uh Bernie in a big spot.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um And I think the Giants would have covered against Denver also against Cleveland. Also, I mean, Denver obviously led at halftime going into the half after the George Martin sack of Elway for the safety. And then the Giants came out and obliterated them in the second half. So, look, maybe maybe you bet Cleveland in the first half to kind of keep it close in the feeling out process. And then the Giants would have come out and just steamrolled them. Look, Cleveland didn't have the mental fortitude to be able to hang and like rest in peace, Marty Schottenheimer. I worked with him at Sirius XM like great guy. Rest in peace all-time great football coach Marty's teams never had it in the big moments like that Cleveland team look in the 1986 Giants video yearbook named land of the Giants the narrator I think is It might have been somewhere actually the line was the Giants or the Denver Broncos went into Super Bowl 21 thinking that they could win the New York Giants went into Super Bowl 21 knowing that they were going to win and then Phil McConkey whips the uh whips one of the pylons down
0: with his towel Phil McConkey.
2: the, Gi- the Giants were not going to be denied in 1986 so look <laughs> Cleveland first half Giants full game
0: boy oh boy that would be a great uh, image to put out there to make uh, the people watching at home feel a little bit better about themselves and feel like you know what maybe I can play in the Super Bowl when they put up a side-by-side of Bernie Kosar and Phil McConkey. like <laughs> these these are high-end professional athletes everybody Um, Eddie Spaghetti, though, let's uh, veer away from pro football here with a little "what If you say that uh, New York City has a lot of good ones, knickerbockers related and otherwise, shoot, throw one at Nick and see if he can uh, play it out with the the two. You can play it out.
1: Yeah, the the Knicks, I think out of. All the teams have some of the most gut wrenching what ifs ever, um, and there's so many either way. It's, it, it's either the draft, it's free agency, it's coaching hires or fires, uh, you know, front office hires or fires. But I think Michael the, Jordan's
2: Michael Jordan's continued existence, I would say. Top of yeah,
1: that that too. You're going back to the '90s, but I think in recent memory, the what if that I kind of played out the most that, that would have probably resulted in the most amount of wins. And going back to the 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 '09 draft, so Donnie Walsh in charge of the Knicks, Mike D'Antoni's head coach. That was a draft where by all accounts, the Knicks were a hundred percent locked in and they thought they were going to have the chance to draft him. And a person named Seth Curry out of Davidson and out of, <clears throat> and out of nowhere, the Golden State Warriors hop in and take him kind of unexpectedly. The Knicks go and draft Jordan Hill, the pick after Jordan Hill, by the way, DeMar Rose, another very good player. Um, if the Knicks got their guy in that, and then you go and sign a few years later, the the mellow trade happens, they get Amari Stademeyer, and you're coached by, you know, someone who did bring the Knicks to the playoffs back then. That was less than the Knicks were in the playoffs with uh, Dan Tony. You have to think, and I'm not saying they're going to be the same level of the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, the Warriors drafted supremely well getting Draymond and Clay, but the Knicks would have had... Steph Curry, they would have had Melo, and they would have had Amar Stoudemire with a pretty, you know, good coach Mike D'Antoni at the time. And maybe a better
2: chance of signing LeBron in 2010.
1: And then you got to think it plays into that. The big, you know, the with the the big three may not happen in Miami. Other other uh, free agents look to come there. The Knicks may have way more playoff seasons. And it also changed their draft slots because the drafting wasn't great for a stretch around there. And that one, I think, is by far the most gut wrenching, the worst thing to visualize because they could have been a really, really good team for a stretch.
2: Um, well, for me, it would be if Charles Smith makes one of the 700 layup attempts in game five, 93 against the bulls and the Knicks go up three, two, and then they go back to game seven at the garden and who knows what happens from there to me that that's Andy Ewing's finger roll in 95, where I cried, like literally cried after that was, that, that was also really bad. Um, the Knicks would have blown it with Curry. Like, I think people kind of forget, like it took Curry a while to really get going in the NBA. And we, I think when Mark Jackson was the coach, they got smashed in the playoffs. Um, and then Kerr comes in. And I'm not saying like Kerr's the reason why Steph was great. Steph was on his path to greatness before then. But I feel like New York would have kind of like chewed Steph Curry up and spit him out by that point. And because he played in Northern California at that point for a downtrodden franchise, whose like best moment in the modern era was like Baron Davis's dunk on the Mavericks and the We Believe Warriors getting out of the first round that year. I mean, I think he kind of had he was insulated a little bit, had the opportunity to grow without kind of the ferocious media pressure on him. The Knicks would have screwed it up with Steph, man. I don't think it would have gone it would not have gone I, like it did in Golden State.
0: This is a big recurring thing with people at different places. Like, I can't believe that the the Bears didn't take Mahomes. They really blew it. No, they blew it with Deshaun Watson. Well, that's another bag now that uh, in the last six months has taken on a, uh, a different tone. But anyway, the idea that Patrick Mahomes soars wherever he goes, that's what makes it um, – that's what makes it uh, murky. Like you, Patrick Mahomes in any situation is not doing what he has done in Kansas City, I don't think. I think that's a good point uh, uh, about Steph Curry. Before we let you go, Nick, I want to get so, so uh, I want to, you think the Knicks, fe- I mean, you think New York's future in the next five years. I think Buffalo might be the uh, Buffalo has the best chance to win a Lombardi of all the sports towns that we're talking about. Is that fair? So, okay. Uh,
2: Baltimore, maybe.
0: I don't know, man. I, 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 am. I was very hip on Lamar two years ago. I liked the Ravens last year. I'm, I, I think of all the things in the AFC North, the Browns should be a bigger favorite at this point. I'm I'm not sure exactly why. I guess it's the history of Cleveland over the last half century that's uh, depressing um, their odds right now. But um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers is the one. Watch this now, Nick. I'll bet you. I don't know if I want to bet a digit. On can we curse it, so on the can. show or no? Sure, sure you can. Because I, I can't mean, wait to hear what what bullshit's
2: about to come out of your mouth right now. As regards, it's not, to it's nothing material. crazy.
0: It, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing crazy. It's just that people have gotten swept up in. Because you are marriage. really, I got, I got, I got a bang on you a little bit here.
2: Go you ahead. are like, you are not a rational fan of. Like, I am super rational about my teams. You are so high in the sky, like black and gold glasses viewing everything here. I what can't wait to hear the bullshit about? that comes out of you. Let's hear. Go ahead. What's your what's your Steelers thing? Here? What
0: what do you what, what pie-eyed optimism has uh, have you heard pass these lips? I have a, Here's here's what I'll say. This this is okay, yeah, let's tepid. hear it now. Okay. This is pretty pretty tepid optimism. Okay. In, in my book, the Pittsburgh Steelers will have a better record in 2021 than the Baltimore Ravens do. That's yeah, I don't think that's, that's Okay. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll, I'll bet you on that. I'll bet okay. you on that. All right.
2: Bet. How about this? I'll bet Straight you on up. this. How about this? I'll bet you on this. There's a contingency to this. Okay. Joe Bur- Joe Burrow starts. What's a reasonable number of games for a bet? Fifteen?
0: You out of the seventeen? I, well, I think there's some doubt about his knee being ready. I let's say he starts thirteen. Okay.
2: If, if Burrow is like the starting quarterback for the majority of the games this season, like I don't want to say majority because then you could be like nine, but more than that he's the starting quarterback and we agree upon like he has started enough games to make this valid and I'm reasonable here the Steelers are going to come in last in the AFC North.
0: all right I'm glad we have that on record Eddie Spaghetti please put that I want you to bookmark that and let's save it and let's send it off to uh to the you know what's it called freezing cold takes or whatever uh listen here's the you want another one now the Pittsburgh Steelers understand you understand. People seem to keep forgetting this. Smart guys oh, like you should okay, are forgetting about that. Yeah, let's, let's you understand you that they now have seventeen games. So this idea that the Steelers that are that that their win total is eight and a half, and people are saying, "Oh, that's that's too aggressive." There is zero evidence. Zero evidence that Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger um, combined to put up a losing season. This has been a decade and a half. You have to really be a cynic to expect that all of a sudden they fall off a cliff. You understand, two years ago, they almost went to the playoffs with Duck Hodges under center. Do you that's think a, a diminished Do you think a diminished Ben Roethlisberger, who remains a first ballot Hall of Famer isn't going to be good enough with the weapons that he has around him and with that? Yeah, that's defense? what I'm saying. Yes. You that's think they, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, well, okay. but, but, so but, but you make a no, great point. No, no, point point, no, no hold, on, hold on here. Hold you on. here. Hold on. Yes. It? Yes. Yes.
2: They're last. You're yes. I said on it. I'm
0: taking the under with Pittsburgh.
2: Absolutely. I'm taking the under with Pittsburgh. And sure, I'll, I'll I, take it. So but do what you're right. Yes. You of course an extra game for the Steelers because Ben looked great down the stretch last year in a 16 game season I can't wait to see what Ben looks like in game 17 this year when he drops back the pass and gets the ball out of his fucking hands in one and a half seconds because if he gets hit he's gonna crumple like Brett Favre on Monday night against the Chicago Bears
0: he's a human being and he has a wife and children that concern himself with, and he did not want to be taking those collisions in early December. He was he's a quarterback, himself- take the hit, he's Ben, paid. be a man. He's taking the hits for 15 years. And I've yeah. got Then retire, it- retire,
2: Ben, go off into the such. He is a first ballot hall of famer. You know, Eli Manning wouldn't have done that. Eli stood in there and took shot after shot. Cause he's a man. Uh, he's a gamer he's tough unlike your wuss quarterback who's got to get the ball out of his hands in a second and a half airballing Deontay Johnson stand in there Ben and take the hit you coward
0: he wasn't airballing it Deontay was hitting him in the hands and then it was falling on the ground and Roethlisberger had had enough of that and said what am I standing in here to take hits to just see the ball get dropped on the other side listen you don't know what's going to be. You're not a doctor, and neither am I, Doctor Nick. I, I I don't know uh, if Roethlisberger is going to be a little bit better than he was a year ago, coming off that elbow surgery. That remains a possibility too. Maybe Matt Canada, the new offensive coordinator, will sprinkle in just enough jazz to make Roethlisberger not necessarily a pan a passenger along for the ride. But if Peyton Manning in 2015 can make a go of it, as loud... I mean the Here's the thing. You you, you want to uh, make a fairly recent comp with a guy who whose name um, makes you swoon, but you realize he's no longer that guy that uh, uh, that put up the big numbers in him. Peyton Manning in 2015 won a Super Bowl, riding a really good defense and not even an especially good run game, um, but had some high end weapons around him. And that was enough. To run the table in the AFC and then knock off the Panthers in the Super Bowl. I don't think that this sets up as a, a long-term prospect. But if you can drop a quarterback uh, the caliber of Roethlisberger even at, at this late stage, the idea that it's insane that that he can cobble together a winning season, I, I just feel like it's overly cynical. That's why I mean, how, how many games do they win? You said they were going to win more games than the
2: Ravens. How many I games
0: does Pittsburgh win? I I, told, I won't release that until the eve of the season because I I. All right. you
2: know, Write it in pencil and not in pen. This does not have to be an official prediction. How many games are the Steelers going to win this year? At, at least nine.
0: How about that? At least. So that nine means Baltimore. That means Baltimore is going under five hundred. All I'm saying now is that they are going to win at least nine. Pittsburgh. Listen, the, the you said they was, were going to win more games than the Ravens. Tell me what you're so excited about on that uh, on, uh, in that uh, Ravens front seven defensively they have some they have some moving parts on the offensive line which is more significant in baltimore even than the offensive line in pittsburgh is i mean that the, the i don't know the they Martin took one of to your guys <laughs> you didn't see much of a fight being put up from pittsburgh to keep them did you what does that tell you i don't you're know kind of you're throwing I, out I, zeus brown and bringing in uh the steelers uh reject that's that's gonna fix the offensive line that's an upgrade I don't know.
2: Don't you you think, in all seriousness, don't you think the Ravens are better? I don't care. I have no dog in the fight. If I thought Pittsburgh were better, I would say you don't think the Ravens are better than the Steelers. Like, seriously.
0: I mean, I mean, it's it's outrageous, Eddie Spaghetti. And I see you laughing and, and agreeing. Why don't give me the evidence of me being uh, some uh, black and gold uh, blur? Uh, you know, glasses wearing sports. You thing. just made a 2015 Broncos comparison for your team. What, what's, a, what's a what's a more apt one than that? I mean, that. That's yeah, I mean, a, that's it's a, like, oh, okay, yes, yeah, aging here, quarterback. Here's that's that, that that's, that's here's another comparison. one. Here's another one. Here's another one. The reigning Super Bowl champs quarterback is 43 years old and he can't move either. I mean, what, oh, what are you're you? Right.
2: Yeah, Brady and Ben definitely comparable at this point in their
0: careers. Oh, oh, Brady and Ben a lot more comparable in terms of talent than whatever bum you want to talk about. Hold up next to Ben Roethlisberger, who went one of the one of the 10 or 12 best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era. Uh,
2: yeah. Listen. Ben's better than Eli. I'm not. I'm not debating it. But we got our rings. You got yours. So it's all gravy. Who cares? Yeah, you're. I, and here's the other thing. I, ben Benning winning a third. So we're, reti- we're trying to do. They're retiring it two apiece. That's how it's finishing. Even Ben we're and Eli. Playing. And we actually beat the Patriots. Unlike you guys, who have been getting your asses kicked by the Patriots for 20 years. We beat them twice.
0: All right. I have no defense for that. You win that round. You win that one. And and that one makes me feel sad on the inside. But uh, but. It, the point is this, to return and not without all your smoke and nonsense that you're here. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, as we have seen now, and we have one year of evidence where his peak was two years ago, and he came back to earth a little bit. He is not a gadget QB, but he is limited, or at least to this point in his career, he is limited in where he can throw the ball in uh, on a pro football field. That is not good. If he does not right that ship, I'm not saying that he can't. But if we're reacting to what we most recently saw from him, he is on a downward trajectory as NFL's defensive coordinators figure out what he can and can't do. If he can't adjust this year, Rashad Bateman is a good add for them. That does not solve Lamar Jackson's deficiencies throwing the ball. And as NFL defenses start to catch up with him, it's it, who was that Eddie Spaghetti who 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 made the comparison the other day? I'll, I'll take it one further. It is the Atlanta Brave starting pitchers of the '90s effect. There, Lamar Jackson is. Dynamite. you're making my
2: point for me you're making my point for me though because what are those braves teams always do they got to the nlcs they got to the world series they won a million games in the regular season i'm not telling you the ravens are going to win the super bowl i'm telling you they're going to have more regular season wins than the Steelers.
0: i i think they really really require a high-end defense to succeed playing that kind of an offense and i do not think as good as the secondary is I have some legitimate doubts, and I, uh, signing Justin Houston in August or whatever is not going to fix things sufficiently. That would be. I like the first rounder game.
2: out of Penn State. I like I like the kid they drafted out of Penn State. Seems like a guy that's going to have like 13 sacks for the Ravens as a rookie. And I took him in a couple Dynasty drafts in IDP. Oh. Jason you know Oa or whatever Oa, who cares? Get some sacks.
0: You know what? This was a nice conversation, Eddie Spaghetti, and then Nick had to get all New Yorky at me and start yelling at me and and see, I don't like this. And this is what you do. This is what you New York people do, and you Philadelphia people do. To don't your- group us. Your- don't together. group
2: us together. Don't
0: I just am saying. Together. I'm just saying. You need to take a look in the mirror. All New York City sports fans and Philadelphia sports fans, and I fear that Pittsburgh is getting some of this too. It's my concern. Is you said it. Steph Curry, like, I don't know if he could have hacked it. New York City might have chewed him up and spat him out. But that's that not what thing? I said.
2: That is that's not that... what I said. No, I was criticized. I'm not criticizing Steph Curry. I'm criticizing the idiot organization of the New York Knicks and the spoiled, um, entitled New York fan base. I'm criticizing New York. I'm not criticizing Curry.
0: That's... A- Exactly, that's not good. It's not, Philadelphia is so proud of chasing people out of town. Like Carson yeah, we're a Western. bunch of assholes. But who's the couldn't hack the couldn't have, have as a pressure cooker? We we chased them out like congratulations, but they weren't wrong, <laughs> they weren't wrong
2: about that though. Look, yes, we're miserable, and yeah, like we get taxed out the ass to live in a shithole. But you know what? We got culture, and we're the capital of the free world, baby, New York City, and we're back on the upswing, baby.
0: I just don't want to hear all I say is I don't want to hear any nonsense from New Yorkers puffing their chests out when the Nets cut down the Nets. And by the We're way, so why don't they cut do down that. the Nets? They we That's another thing. I, I have to say this in front of the NBA playoffs starting. This is I got to make a, a big point of this. NBA teams take a little something from from uh, college. You got to cut down the Nets. And if you the Nets do it. And don't cut, if they win it all, and they don't cut down the nets, shame the devil. I don't even, you know, that's that's a great tradition. That I'm I don't sure know that like I'm sure does.
2: that uh, Kyrie Irving would just takes weeks off at a time. I'm sure that he's going to take you up on that. He's going to cut down the nets. I'm sure that'll be the case. They are going to win it, though. I do agree with you. I do think that they're going to win the title.
0: All right, did we get every, Did we get all the picks that we needed to get here, Eddie
1: Spaghetti? We did. did we we talked uh, thirty minutes of Steelers. It was perfect. Perfect episode.
2: Do you want? I can. I can. I can hit your rapid fire with as many picks as you want. I'm locked and loaded as quickly as you need them.
0: I wonder, you know what? My, here's another big prediction because I made it two years ago and it almost came true and it didn't come true. I think that next offseason, just as Aaron Rodgers is doing this year and Tom Brady last year, I think the big one um, about a year from now is we will be talking about, Do you? how much does Russ still have left in the tank and can he carry the Giants back to the playoffs? After oh my Damian God, how great would stage, that be? After after Dimes proves, like, all right, this team is good, and Dimes has his moments, but ultimately, is he the guy to make us a perennial postseason contender? We now know he's not. Now we've got to do something about that, and I think Russell Wilson, after one more year in Seattle, because it doesn't look like it's changing this year, but that – by the way, for all I say, and a lot of people are jumping at me about this, like, how can you keep talking about Tomlin and Roethlisberger never having a r- losing season? And then in your next breath, say that uh, the Seahawks are going to come in fourth place in their division and uh, miss the playoffs. Because the difference is Roethlisberger and Tomlin aren't at, a, aren't at each other's throats. And clearly Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll uh, have some discord there. Carroll should have been
2: fired years ago. He's horrible. Right. How about the fact that they they fired Brian Schottenheimer to double down on the run game with Shane? Wool? I mean that. What go, what's going on there? That's actually insane with Seattle. So I actually huh? I agree with you on Seattle. So we should I think, root
0: for that. Giants fans, in other words, should be rooting for the demise of the. Seahawks I don't want to think that about will open this. Up Wilson. That's I don't want to
2: think yeah. about. I don't want to think about this because then, like, I, I'm I'm going to get my hopes up, and I don't want my hopes to get dashed. No, listen.
0: At least you'll get Cam Newton. That'll be your fallback. You'll have Cam.
2: Cam. Cam 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 might not make it through this year, buddy. Um, you want a couple picks quickly
0: here? Go ahead. Let him on. All right.
2: That's- all right. So let's all right. Well, let's go through both play-in games for tonight quickly here in the NBA on Tuesday. Um, you like the Wizards? I'll take the Celtics here. I think it's a monster game for Kemba Walker tonight. We don't know if Beal's 100 percent Um, and I think Marcus Smart is gonna uh is gonna do the job here on Russell Westbrook too, as much as he can. Uh limit sure. Russ. And if Beal's a decoy, as he said he might be very problematic for the Wizards here. So I'm not a Celtics guy, and you're right, Celtics 4-9 in their th- last 13 coming in. Wizards on a 17-6 run coming in. I like the Celtics in this particular matchup tonight, so I like Boston. I like Kemba Walker's over point total, 24-and-a-half, and in the first play-in game tonight. Uh, I like Indiana, and I like the under here tonight. I think Charlotte's really going to struggle to score. The only guy on Charlotte that I foresee having a good game is Miles Bridges, with the Pacers allowing a lot of shots at the rim, with Miles Turner out for the season. But Charlotte's defense has been really bad, both down low, and also defending. The three-point line. I think Karis Levert could be in for a big game. Doug McDermott over at FanDuel. I think um, his three-pointers are like juice to the moon over one and a half. I think he's going to go over. Up to you, the listener, to decide if you want to take that risk with the juice. But I think McDermott hits a number of three-pointers tonight. So I like Indiana laying the three. I like the under because I don't think Charlotte's going to be able to score and then I give me the look Celtics. At them,
0: I just look at them from thirty thousand feet, and the Pacers feel like a disappointment to me after the after the big trade. I thought that they were going to turn. I
2: hate the, the, the coach too. They hate the coach too. The problem is they're facing Charlotte and they're without Hayward and they're with their, their
0: missing players. That's well, that's the big difference, the way it shapes up. It's bad luck it's uh, for the West to, uh, ups uh, higher seeds. I've been advocating now that what we need to change in sports to jazz them up a little bit more, Nick, is the high seeds get to pick who they play in the first round. That would be that uh, you you want heat. You want? What do you, you live want to in Lands? Like, what are you talking about, man? That would be the greatest if that happened. How much fun would it be if you got to pick, <laughs> pick who you play? Imagine you're you're the Jazz right now. You're like, please, please, Lakers win, so we don't have to. Like, I mean, you know, they'd rather play the Suns. They'd rather play the two seed than than the
2: seven or eight seed in this instance. Literally, the true. there's no question about. It. But you Literally know what's true? Up. It stinks. You're it's ridiculous stinks if that's the you way it goes. No one else is ridiculous. People complaining about more people like, oh, I don't like the play in game format. It waters it down. People don't like the addition of like a 17th game on the NFL schedule. People don't like the college football playoff potentially expanding. Like, what are you guys talking about? Especially like what we're doing, like talking about sports gambling here. You know what I want? More. Imagine not wanting more. Imagine not wanting two NBA games tonight, two NBA games tomorrow night before we even get going with the playoffs. Couldn't yeah. be me. Give me more, damn it. That's what America's all about. More. All right,
0: but then but then we then we get forget rock, paper, scissors betting. Then you're we're just talking about flipping coins. The more teams you throw into the mix, the more it turns into a coin flip event. I believe no, in Maryland. look it's not true. I want to go back to a day where the where the World Series in baseball, where, where the playoffs in baseball are two pennant winners, best of nine. That's it. You don't need these other. The, me, uh, mediocrity should not exist in the postseason. You are, you're 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 old.
2: You're too young to be old man yelling. Wait at a second. Time.
0: Am I am, am I in Candyland or am I too old? Which You're I mean, both. Just,
2: you're 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 too old in Candyland and you're diabetic because all you're doing is eating candy. And that's bad for your age. So you need to kind of cut that cut that down a little bit.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy my candy with your money after the Pittsburgh Steelers get a better record than the Baltimore Ravens.
2: God, what an insane! What an insane thing to say! I will gladly. Oh, that. that's oh, so, that
0: so insane! The team that won the division last year is really low. It's what? what one. No, you're, a, you're right. Yeah, they're gonna. The yeah, they're man, gonna be awesome. The, the old man's lost it, and I'm not talking about Roethlisberger. I'm talking about Dave Damashek. Yes, how insane! <laughs> the team that was 11 and 0 and won a a very tough division six months ago. Uh, insane to suggest that they won't have a losing record. Guess what's guess
2: what's not going to happen this year? Likely, knock on wood. Ravens are going to have to deal with multiple COVID issues and multiple schedule uh, changes here that end up directly benefiting, by the way, your team in a Tuesday game, I believe that was, when I actually Direct- lost a bet on Trace McSorley to Hollywood Brown, that was annoying that your boys couldn't cover that spread. Directly, directly the Steelers, directly I bet the Steelers Washington, that was annoying. Very, very annoying stuff with the Steelers.
0: Uh, listen, I don't I don't think that the NFL league office had it in for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the way things broke for them, they got screwed multiple times in yeah, maybe. 2020 by the schedule. What are you? Talking yeah, maybe about? Yeah, just, not. you might be right. See, now he's just revealed himself. He's trying. He's he's bothering the old man who's battling senility and he's poking at him. And that, you're not, not, you're the not quite it.
2: there yet, but maybe what takes like Pittsburgh better than Baltimore, you may be you may be on the way.
0: All right, go Atlanta Hawks. That's all. Now, now, you, now you've turned me against you. See, we right. started out nice and and this is how we have to end it. And that's a shame. But either way, I will say you got to uh, check him out. You can see he is uh, he's he's one of those uh, passionate uh, sports talkers out there. You better you bet the worst name show um, uh, <laughs> Wait, worst name, but uh, uh, among the very best uh, shows you can listen there. And one there of you our shows, have it. Uh, the you, have it. you better you bet. Weekdays, four to eight uh, p.m. Eastern on Odyssey. There he is, the great Nick Costas. Enjoy a glorious time on the sports calendar, Pally. Let's do it again soon.
2: Do it. Can I get to? Can I hit your great listeners with my catchphrase to end it here with my WWE style catchphrase? I'd like you to. Great. Um, it's been great to be on with you guys. And until we meet again, I am wishing you two fine gentlemen and all the great listeners and viewers out there, minimal sweats, winning bets, and the absolute very best of luck.
0: I, I would like you to go back Eddie Spaghetti after he leaves and cut that off halfway through. That's what he deserves for the way he spoke to me. I didn't care for that. Uh, he hurt my feelings multiple times there. And there you have it. You like that, huh, Spaghetti? You liked it. You liked the way he spoke to me, all disrespectful and and such.
1: I like, well, number one, I like that we have another New Yorker on this this pod and I, I think he, you know, the whole issue started with just talking about the Ravens and I think it was fair for Nick to say the Ravens and the Bills and those groups probably have the best chance of winning and then you have to throw out the whole Steelers thing. I get it. I get their 11 or no, but the NFL, things change from season to season. Everything's like, yes, I know Tom and Roethlisberger never had a losing season. Things change. That's how it works. Like time moves on. Mother Nature wins out. So Big Ben's arm, you say he's going to get better. I think it is I didn't on, say gonna it's get gonna get
0: better. better. I well, didn't say I, it's gonna
1: get better. I I just don't. I think it's fair for Nick to say that yes, the Baltimore Ravens will probably have a better a better record. Now I will defend you, and I'm not entirely sold just yet on the Bengals being better than the Steelers. But I do think it's a very very tough division, so I would not be shocked if the Steelers are a, a third place team. That's kind of where I stand. So I'm I'm kind of in between both I don't of think you. It's I don't think
0: I don't I don't think it's insane, but I do think the way people are reacting. Acting as though it is insane to think that the Steelers would be on the plus side of uh, the win loss uh, column in 2021
1: oh. is a yeah, little doom and gloom. I'm, I'm... And I, and I like their draft pick of Najee Harris. I think, obviously, I don't tell you this that the Steelers were at best when they had Le'Veon Bell, who was a dual threat in the backfield. And that's what Najee Harris could do. And the, the, the receiving core, you know, I think in the future, the Bengals may have the best receiving core in the division. But as of now, I'd probably still land with what the, the Steelers have. So it's you, like, the, look, there's plenty of bright spots, but it's just a really, really tough division. If the Steelers were playing a different division, I would feel, you know, a lot differently about it. If they were in the NFC East or if they were in, uh, you know, maybe the AFC South, yeah of course they're they're probably the cream of the crop but just a you know a bad draw for them but you know it's it's still you know many months away from where we're starting but right now i I think I would probably land on them behind the the browns and the Ravens by just a smidge
0: all right listen we can talk football we have all summer to do that and uh in the meantime you're worried about the NBA playoffs I, I yeah I really hadn't thought about that that's really interesting nobody in New York gives a crap about the
1: best team it's, it's, the, turn, the, it's the turn coach it's the people there are, there are people I know and Nick was kind of touching on there's no real diehard net fans there's very few it's what happens is like the people who are sick and tired of James Dolan and the the crappy Knicks drive class the crappy Knicks free agent signings and then when they go ah I'm done caring about the team for MSG. And all of a sudden, the Nets come in. they go originally owned by Jay-Z, and they change the jerseys from, like, the old Jason Kidd look to the new black ones. And people are like, okay, this is fun. This is a new team. And they go and make their big splashes. And, I mean, it's like they're not, again, they're not diehard fans. It's one If there was a parade for them, it would be very, very little people. It's not like the Jets. If the Jets had a parade, there's plenty of people there. The Mets had a parade plenty I, of people right. there. Even the Islanders, to an extent, would have a, a a large enough fan base. This is not the same case. The Nets are just, uh, you know, that they, yeah, they're a supremely talented it's the team. Devil, a team. Right? But, yeah, it's right.
0: more like the Devils. By the way, one thing I I do have to point out here is the NHL playoffs have been just grand on a number of levels so far. Really exciting games. Almost every single one has been electric so far. Um, but what really jumps out to me is. That when we're talking about, you know, uh, there was a cockamamie piece written in uh, the Toronto newspaper that got a lot of heat about Sidney Crosby, really, you know, it's enough. We've seen enough of him in Pittsburgh and what that looks like. Really, it would be better for the sport and what he owes, basically implying what he owes it. He should go up so he can serve as Connor McDavid's um, rival is just the. I mean, it's it really is Al Pacino talking to DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, yeah, you should go up there. and be, or, or, or what Pacino is describing to him about what Hollywood wants to use him for now. Like, every week, you'll be the guest star, and at the end, you'll get killed by the hero. Like, why would – that's what Sidney Crosby owes the league. I don't know. But the actual fix for the league that you can see is there's no workaround – when you put a team, it's kind of what you're talking, what we're talking about with the Nets. You don't just configure a big three and be like, love them local market. You know, that's a, that's sort of a big ask on some level. Um, it takes legitimately a generation, if not two generations, for the team to really um, sink, for the fans to sink its teeth into one of these teams, especially in a newfangled sport like hockey. Look at the Sun Belt, though; those games. Down there between Carolina and Nashville and Florida and Tampa are just aw- – the crowds are so great. Look at that, Gary Batman, and apply that same model to the West Coast, specifically the Pacific Northwest. And what they should do is, all due respect, Ducks – I don't care. Ducks and Coyotes can fight this one out. I don't know, whichever one, whichever more sort of irrelevant franchise. Move them to Portland. And now we are cooking with gas. If you have Vancouver and Edmonton and uh, and Seattle and Portland in a division, I mean, that would be the be- Look at the soccer. Look at the rivalry between Portland and Seattle is great. Think about that. Make it on the ice, and, uh, and the NHL will take off. We do not need two teams in Southern California.
1: Yeah. And especially with the crack and starting, you could tell already the crack and they're going to have, they're going to be a packed house forever. Uh, The Seattle fans are just insane. And we've talked about in the spot before how they're just an insane rabid fan base and they're going to love, they're going to embrace that team. I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, uh, it's, it's, I don't know if it's like a thing where we're kind of ending like the COVID stuff. So people are just, and chomping at the bit to get out and, and get into a place but yeah i mean like even carolina as well All the teams you mentioned they were like what vegas does in-house it like all those stadiums were rocking i mean it was, it was a, it's a spectacle and we're lucky to have every game seemingly be awesome I and mean, this is exactly why the nhl playoffs in this first game or second game of the first round alone are better than any other playoffs around there it's it's been awesome it's it's really a joy to watch
0: it is, except when it's my team playing. It is a, it's just a goddamn misery. i I'm, I know people that's like, ha ah, ah, ha, ah, that's funny. It's, it's not funny. It's disgusting how much it takes out of me. I really, I, I can't imagine being a player. I, but I'm sure that uh, they ha- that I that I, I am as emotionally and physically wrecked by a three-hour hockey game as the as the players are. And you know what? Speaking of which, I have to go now time for me to begin my pregame ritual it involves a lot of prayer get the uh, music in my head i gotta you know get in the right frame of mind we're gonna play our game tonight we're not worrying about what they're doing tonight spaghetti we're playing our game we're gonna use our speed and we're gonna try to get to our game as quickly as possible and stick with it as often as possible all right listen i don't have anything else to say i'm i, I now i'm i'm reminded of what we're doing here sitting here playing grab ass and there's a playoff game to worry about in, in a matter of hours, Spaghetti. I got to go, man.
1: Right, get your backwards. soccer get your soccer ball and kick it around the hallways of the house, just like the players do when they get ready. And uh, I wish your team the best of luck.
0: Don't let this season end. These playoffs are so much fun, and the only thing that's going to ruin them for me is if my team gets kicked out in the first week. Uh, don't happen. All right, listen. Great stuff from uh, Nick Costas, Eddie Spaghetti. Make sure you drop us a line, hashtag weather forecast i like this maybe it'll turn into something maybe it won't who knows either way uh, make sure you're betting along with us fanduel.com slash minus three we appreciate all the uh, comments and such on uh on wherever you're downloading the show as well on social media we appreciate and enjoy the interaction so keep that going and we'll be back later in the week with kevin hench to chop it up and get you right for the weekend until then for eddie spaghetti and nick costas thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven